Welcome to Did You Know Podcast. It's all about love and relationships. Where we talk about what's in your heart and in your mind, but never reach your lips. Truth you do not want to face. The silent conversations you have with yourself that won't go away. Let's talk. Submit your questions to dykquestions at gmail.com. Hey guys, welcome to Did You Know Podcast. Where we talk about love and relationships. This episode will be about do you know the value of your mate? But before we get into this episode, let's address some questions that we got from the last. The first one coming from a young female and she writes, as a single female that's dating, what boundaries should I set when establishing the right kind of love in a relationship? And that is a very good question and one that a lot of people are in. But the answer to that question is you should always, always set your boundaries before you enter a relationship. Set your boundaries because if you do not set your boundaries before you enter in, you leave room for compromise. And when it comes to your boundaries, there is no compromise. They are set by you for you. And it literally leads and guides you down the path that you have set because the person that is coming into the relationship with you also have boundaries. And when you start to discover their boundaries, you're going to know if they're going to in any way match yours. And if they do not, you already have the right boundaries to keep you on track. And that will save you from spending your time, wasting his time. That will literally take the relationship and you'll say it's not going to work. And you can do that from the beginning. You don't have to wait three months down the road or four months down the road. You can do that from the beginning and there's no hard feelings. There's nothing going on. This is what it's going to work. You want to have sex in a relationship? I don't. This is not going to work anyway. Cut it off at the very beginning and you don't have to worry about it. So the boundaries that you set, if you think about it like this, when I, when you buy a house, they give you your boundaries. You call it a yard. Your boundaries is what your responsibility are. You're not responsible for anything outside of that boundary, but you're responsible for everything that's inside that boundary. And that is your value and your goals, the ones that you set. And those are the ones that you have to take care of. Those are the ones you are saying, I'm not going to bend or change. Not any at all. And so we hope that helped you out a little bit with that question. And the second question that we received, it says, does conditions apply to every relationship that I'm in? And can you expound a little more on conditions? The last episode, we talked about conditions and 
when we start to talk about conditions, we have to remember that conditions literally come in five steps. There's five steps to each condition. And when we start to talk about conditions, I want to go with those five steps with you so we can understand what it is that we get into when we start to talk about conditions. Now, let me tell you one thing about a condition. Not all conditions are spoken but they can be. Not all conditions are written down, but they can be. But most conditions, most every condition does not come that way. Most conditions come by a behavior pattern. It's something that you do and you do it consistently and it's not challenged. And so it becomes a condition. And a condition, when you have a, any condition, the next thing that come from a condition is expectation. A condition will create an expectation. That expectation is, I expect you to do whatever the condition is. That's what my expectation is. I will give you an example. If I come by your house and, and me and you have been dating for four months, and every day that I get there, every day I stop by, you still dress. You got earrings on, and you got powder on your face, and you got your lip gloss on, and you got your earrings on, and you're smelling good, and you're looking good. Your wig is all straight, and I come by every day for four months. And that is how you look. But you go on vacation for two weeks. And I show up. And you come to the door. You don't have any makeup on. There is no sponging going on. You don't even have on lip gloss. No earring. The wig is a little bit crooked. And you're standing there all natural. But you're dressed like you're finna go and work in the yard. And when I see you. My first reaction is the next thing on the list, disappointment. Because I expect for you to have lipstick on. I expect for your wig to be straight. I expect for you to see earrings. I like to see the powder down. I want to see the person that I have seen for the last four months. But now I am disappointed at what I see. And because I'm disappointed, I let you know that I am. I'm saying you have set a condition and now you are not keeping it. And when you respond to me, your response is going to bring some division. That is the next step in this process is a division. If I'm disappointed and I respond negative to what I see, and then you respond to literally justify what I see, it's going to bring us to the full step. And the full step under that word of condition is a division. Division is where we get in all the arguments. Division is where fights start. Division is where we literally start to disagree and we can't come to terms. That is where division is. So whenever you're in a place where you're arguing, you have made the full step. It is division. The next step that we will deal with is separation. If we can't come to terms on division, then come separation. And when separation happens, that is the death 
of a relationship. If you have had any relationship in the past and you have dissolved them, you went through these five steps. There was a condition that was not met. There was some expectation. There was some disappointment. There was some division. And then there was some separation. That happens every time you dissolve a relationship. You are now in one of these five positions in every relationship you are in. You are still fulfilling conditions and your expectations are being met, or you are in a place of disappointment, or you're in a place of division, or you are separated. Now, the best way for me to really explain this to us is if I was to use an example of how we came up as children. As children, we have always dealt with conditions and expectation and disappointment and division and separation. But let's talk about it. The best way for me to explain it to you is if you walked into a Winn-Dixie or Publix or any store and you saw a child rolling on the floor, kicking and hollering and screaming, and you walk and you stand there and you put your hands on your hip and you say, now if that had been me when I was coming up, I would have left this store toothless because I know what would have happened. And the reason that the child is down there doing it is because you can't afford frosted flakes, so you bought just regular corn flakes, but they won't Tony the tiger. And if you give in, they will do it again and again and again. That means that you are literally fulfilling a condition. You are setting a condition. And that happens all the way through life. We set conditions and we have expectations. One of the biggest problems that some people have when we were bringing up children is when we set an expectation, uh, a condition, and they have an expectation, and we tell them that that is no, but we have allowed it to go for six months, or we have allowed it to go for a year, and we try to change it. And when we try to change it, they have disappointment. And disappointment is going to cause some division between you and them. But the problem is the division with you and them, they cannot leave the system. They cannot leave home. So they can't leave home. So what they do is they rebel while they're at home. You got a rebellious child and every child is rebellion because there's some Conditions, expectations, and disappointment, and division. Once you see a behavior, you don't have 10 times to correct it. You have to correct the behavior when it happens. You cannot keep letting it go on. There are thousands of us, thousands of parents that are living under conditions and expectations that they set when our children was coming up, and we wish we had not because they have still not changed. They are still holding us to the same conditions that we set then. So when I started to say, to answer that question specifically, yes, there are going to be conditions in every relationship but one, and that is agape. We're all working toward agape where there is no condition, but you're going to have condition with relationship. Just about everyone that you're in, there's going to be conditions. And those conditions, when we start to deal in that arena, we have to deal with them on 
a day-to-day -day basis as they happen. So I hope I addressed that for you. If not, give me another shout-out, and I'll deal with it again for both of those questions. But thank you for your questions. Keep them coming. And now we're going to talk a little bit about our episode for tonight. Love is understanding the value of a thing. Love is understanding the value of a mate. Do you know the value of your mate? The one thing about value, the value is the amount you are willing to pay for something. That is the value of it. In other words, the value of your mate is the amount that you are willing to give up for them. That is their value. That is how value works. And you always bring value to a relationship. Whether it's good, bad, or different, you always bring value to a relationship. The problem with most relationship is we don't know our value. We don't know what we're bringing to the relationship. And if you do not know what you are bringing to the relationship, you will be devalued. If you come into a relationship and your values are very high and you have a high standard, and if I have a low value system, I will devaluate you just a little bit lower than me. I'm never going to evaluate you over me. And so when I start to talk about the value of a person, the value of the person is how much I'm willing to literally give of myself. There's a Bible verse I love, and it says, is a man who saw a very perfect, big, perfect pearl, and he found one in a field. So what did he do? He went and he sold all he had, and he went back and he bought the field. Well, if I look at Jesus, Jesus said he came and he died for us, but why did he come? How much did God love me? He said, I love you so much, I'm going to give you my only begotten son. What did the son do? How much did he love? He said, I love you so much, I'm going to give you my life. So my word to God is his son. He gave me all he had. He didn't have anything left. He gave me all he had. That was my word. That is my word to him. So when I talk about your mate, your word to your mate, if you do not have a value of yourself, don't be surprised when you get devalued below who you are. And when you get devalued below who you are, you won't tell anybody. See, you don't run around hollering that out. That's the thing that you keep in your heart. The thing that you keep in your heart is, why am I always getting hurt? Why am I always getting the short end of the stick? Why is it I give, give, give and never receive? Why is it I'm always second and never first? Why is that? That's the thing that you scream inside, inside very, very loud. But you won't say them outside. You won't say them to me. But when I say you look very happy inside, you're saying, but only if you really knew. That is because the value system that people use, they will devalue you to a point where you become an object that used. I know you don't believe that, so let me explain it to you. When you get devalued, what a person with no value, uh, don't know their value, they will devalue you 
to a point where they can use you as an object or you will come to the place where you know for a fact that you are literally being used and you accept the fact that you are used. That is not that because you don't have value. It's because you've been undervalued and you accept the under-evaluation, whatever that happens in that relationship because I'm not willing to pay everything for you. That is what they're saying. When you come in second, they're saying, I'll give everybody else something, but you got to be second. Not sometime. You're going to be second all the time. They're not going to change their minds. If you find yourself in a place where you are the one that literally always is in the position of giving. You know, let me give you an example. If I were going into a relationship and and I'm going into it and I know the person is not working. And so that means I also go into that relationship knowing that I have to pay rent. I know that rent has to be paid. I know that the car payment has to be paid. I know that insurance has to be paid. I know that food has to be put on the table. But if I go in and I am the only one working, that means that my value is very high for one purpose, not to the purpose of my value is high is to be used, not because I'm valued as being a person. And if I don't ever, ever, ever get to the place where that person in that relationship goes and get a job, they will devalue me. I guarantee you they won't get rid of me. They'll keep me and they'll use me until I either get used up uh, they will stay there for a lifetime. That is why you can find some people that live together for years. There's no commitment to living together for years. There's no value. I have no value. I have not esteemed you to the point where I want to marry you, but I still want to be with you. That is no value. I have no value. I have no. You have put in me something, but it's the just below what my value is. You're never going to esteem you above me. That is not going to happen. But when you find yourself in a relationship where you are devalued, what do you do? That is the question. What do I do when I got a value system that is not acknowledged? Because I can tell you this, write this down. If I don't have enough value in myself, then I don't have any worth to pour into you. I have nothing to pour into you. I can only draw from you. And and, and I know you're in a position where you're trying, but let me help you out. You cannot pour into anything with a top on it. You cannot. That means I'm in a place where I'm not going to move. I'm not trying to move. I'm doing what I do. I don't want you to pull into me because I will grow then. So I want to stay exactly where I am. So when we start to talk about knowing the value of your mate, what is the value to you? What will you really give up for your mate? And when I leave mate and go to children, it goes with every relationship. What is the value of 
the thing to you. What is the value? What is the value of your children to you? There's some things that some single women do. They have a great value. They will not let you come in their house and sleep with their children. They're not going to happen. Their value is there. They, they got a value that I won't let you bring me down to your level. I will not do it. You're not going to do some of the things that you would do otherwise. It's my value that keeps me there. It's the value. And when I start to value a mate, when me, I start to value my mate, I, she's only worth what I am willing to give for her. She's only worth that and no more. You cannot make her be any more. Neither can she. She's only willing, she's only worth what I am willing to give or willing to do for her or willing to sacrifice her. That is her worth to me. That is the value of your mate. That is the value that goes along with all relationships. You value things and you value them in the way that you esteem them or you devaluate them. The Bible says raise a child in the way you will have him to go. And when he get old, he will not depart from it. It also says spare the rod and you're going to spoil the child. It doesn't say, if you don't spare the rod, and that means if you discipline your child when he's coming up, you're saying, I really do esteem you. I care for you. I'm going to do the thing that will let you know when you get of age that I did value you. It's when I don't do anything. It's when I laugh when you draw your hand back at two. But it's not funny when you bring it forward at 12. There's no value. You say, I value you, but you allow me to do what I wanted. That is not value. You don't value them. When you value something, you protect it. You do everything you can for it. That's the value. That's what you're willing to pay. I'm willing to pay the price of hurting now for spanking you to pay the price for how you will end up. I will pay that price. That's because I value you. Value goes in all relationships. Do not let someone devalue you. And when you know your value, you have to know your value, what you bring into the relationship. And when you understand what you are bringing to relationship. You know what it is you have to offer. What you have to offer. You know your value. You know the price that somebody should pay. You know it. Don't de be devalued for no reason. Because it is so important to know you will be used up. You will become an object to be used. And people will use you up in relationships. That is why we find so many and so much turmoil in relationships. And in the world today is because of value systems. We don't esteem and value each other the way we should. Now, I'm getting... Ready to close, but I want to say this. The degree to you that you value yourself 
if you have a high value system, that system that you have, that degree of value that you have for yourself, when you bring it into a relationship, it's either going to be accepted or it's going to be rejected. And if it's rejected, it's only saying my value system is a lot higher than yours. It's not that I don't want to pull in you. It's the fact that you got a cap on you won't let me pull into you. Because I know right now you cannot pull into, because you can't pull out of a cap, you can't pull in it either. If you're in a position where you can't be pulled into and somebody don't want to pull out, then you need to do what? Go where your value system leads you. Don't be devalued. For no reason, don't be devalued. Don't lower your standards. So what are the value systems that you have set up in relationships? What are they? You don't back up off of them. Don't back up off of your value system. Until next week, be who you are because it's the easiest person to be.